just a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Welcome back to another episode of Witty Banter, episode number 128. We made it after just a few technical difficulties getting us started, but I think we'll be okay. It's fucking ridiculous. That was a, an hour process, roughly. The life between. and times of a podcaster. It's tough. It's tough working for an hour once a week, <laughs> every week. For an audience and, who doesn't appreciate you. Yeah, exactly. Slaving away. Oh, man. Uh, as usual, I am your host, Max. I'm uh, here with my two real good buddies, Hunter and Chase. What up, guys? How are we doing today? Oh, man. I'm good. How was the uh, how was the barbecue? I haven't gotten to listen yet. I am not as sunburned as I thought I would be, which is a good thing. We lucked out on weather because it was a little overcast for a lot of the day, but it never rained. It never rained, but perfectly overcast. It was good. Was we got to all of the breweries were new. So Buffalo Bayou, which is one we've had on the show, we've reviewed on the show several times. Of course. That was cool. Ryan was a cool guy. Very tight. We he had a great Toby mustache. with Coop Ale Works. Tobes. Who was not only a... Uh, you know, a representative for them, but also was competing, a, com- the, a competitor, a competitor in the in the cookoff several times. Before. A reigning champ of ribs, yeah, it's the Renaissance man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And then yeah, it was it was a good time. We got we Jason did. back on. Are we missing somebody? Who else did we have on? Uh, we also had Blake. Blake from Founders. Blake from Founders. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Good it time. Was a, it was a good group. A good group. We of missed people. you, dude. Yeah, we yeah. missed you real bad. Man. I saw the sign. The sign looked great. The sign, yeah, sign's still in great held working up. condition. Yeah, we I have saw bungee, we had to bungee keep the cords alive. Doing the uh, Facebook from... Live videos. Oh, Wait, yeah. what? I said I'd see that you're trying to keep the torch alive by doing the Facebook Live videos. I tried. When to. did you do a Facebook Live video? You don't remember we s- taking a video, you did? No. What the what? I took. I, don't a, I took a that. video. I was getting something out of my car, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna Facebook I'm Live. Gonna Facebook Live and living memory of Chase, the Facebook Live king. So, real quick, guys, something that's pretty exciting that's going to be happening today for listening the day that this posted is I'm actually flying up to Boulder uh, to hang out with Blessing and Alex from OK Beast and be on their 24-hour Extra Life live stream. Very cool. Fuck, that is awesome. I thought you were invited out. I didn't realize that you were physically going up there. That's cool. Yeah, so... It starts at like 5 p.m. Pacific uh, Pacific time, and it's going to go for 24 hours. I'll probably be getting there like eight hours into it, uh, oh, okay. but I'll be there. So go to twitch.tv slash OKBeast now uh, to come hang out with all of us and donate money to uh, the charity that, that everything's going towards. It's a very cool concept is the uh, like the, the charity streams that come yeah. around this time of year, man. I, I dig it. It shows how much like dedication... And love there is in the gaming community, mm-hmm. and it's shown financially, but also for a good cause. Yeah. Any cool. chance you get to see Chris Carter up there? Probably not, which no. will suck. But you know, it'll hey, come uh, around when it comes around. Business time, you know. You yeah. Get straight to work. <laughs> straight to that charity. Right. <laughs> straight to the charity, man. Uh, so we aren't really donating to charity, but we are getting drunk. So that's <laughs> cool. Which is yeah. So what are we that drinking is today? Cool, well? yes. isn't it? Um, what do you, what do you got going on? Yours looks interesting. I saw it. Yeah, when you first pulled so, it out of the fridge an hour ago. 
I'm going with one from a brewery that we haven't done before, which is uh, the No Label Brewing Company. And this is their off-label brew series. They're really n- about not about labels, guys. There's no um, label. You can see right there on the front label that it says <laughs> yeah, that. No labels. No labels here. They're running independent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just nonconformist. Um, so the off-label brew series, this is the Havana, well, and then the Havana Night series, Mojito Lime. So nice. at the bottom it says a fine ale. So I don't really know what that, it has a little lime wedge on the side of it. I'm just guessing that I'm going to get a lot of liminess out of it. And a lot so of Hunter, do you know what a mojito is? I don't know. <laughs> the, the only thing I remember about a mojito is that there's like a commercial that used to come on where the bartender's making a mojito and he's like twisting the leaf at the bottom of it or whatever. What kind of leaf? And is everyone's it? like doing the twist and then he stops doing it and everyone's like looking at him and then he like starts it up again. And the other guy's like, can I get my fucking drink? <laughs> hey, you're being a dick. Yeah, it's been like 45 minutes, man. <laughs> can you make finish the drink? You've been muddling that mint for an hour. So is it, I'm guessing it's some sort of like minty drink. Is it gin based? No, it's a um, it's rum. It's got mint, sugar, uh, lime juice, and soda. Yeah. Okay. Classic. You like it? It's it's basically like a Cuban highball. I mean, yeah, it's just a ve- it's like a very traditional staple drink. Absolutely, of course. Nice. Uh, I'm also drinking a beer, and I've moved on into November officially. Here we go. A whole new uh, genre. I think you guys are gonna like this. Okay, because we'll this month I like most of the genres. This, yeah, this month's genre is dank. So I got some mm. dank beers coming up. There's lots of whether nuggy. it be nuggy beers, whether it be dank labels, whether it be anything <laughs> that has to do with general Dankness. dank <laughs> dank culture. <laughs> In any other way, I cannot say weed culture. You the know, be- yeah, so. everyone knows how fun and cool dank culture is. Dank culture is the coolest. <laughs> it's, it's pretty dank. Co- it's probably the coolest. Uh, so you know, headlining the dank exclusive beers is going to be the Dankosaurus. From my area, uh, an IPA. From a good a very off. well-renowned beer. It's a, it that's a sought-after beer, man. It is a sought-after beer. I I'm think, starting strong. Hunter, I think you and I have had the Dankosaurus. Not on the show, but um, just It does Austin. sound really familiar. Dankosaurus. Yeah, you probably met the Dankosaurus before. <laughs> you probably said a howdy-do. I'm taking a ride on the Dankosaurus. I think it was probably just perfect marketing. Right? You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah susceptible <laughs> college kids. What beer would college kids drink? Only make one called oh, the no Dankosaurus. It's a fucking Dankosaurus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so we're starting off strong with that, and we will uh, see how this goes. So Chase, what are you doing today? All right. Uh, so we started off with Oban 18 last episode, and I figured I should actually be taking a trajectory through the scotches that we have that are like beginner to the most grand and complex, rather than just like jumping around and getting too big for my britches. So I've got a Glen Morangi 10 year. And it's cool. a Highland single malt Scotch whiskey that is aged in bourbon barrels. Um, so that's what I'm drinking today. I haven't even had my first sip yet, but it's gonna be a ripper, man. How do you how do you drink your scotches? I didn't see how you drank it last time. You drinking them straight, neat? right? You drinking them straight? Uh, I either do neat or right now, like I'll just put like four or five drops of water in it. I've been told that like 
putting a few drops of water actually brings out the flavor and yeah. that it's actually supposed to be like the most traditional way of doing it. Eating. It opens it up quite a bit, like more than yeah. you'd actually expect. I think a noticeable amount, like it's not something where you do it and someone tells you to do it and it's just like, oh, okay. But no, I think you can tell a difference. Um, yeah. But I've also been drinking uh, spirits that are just much more watered down with either like just straight water or more ice. And I used to think that watering it down made it less enjoyable, but yeah. it, it like lets you actually drink it at a kind of like a faster rate <clears throat> while still giving you the flavor, you know? So like watering it down doesn't necessarily take away the flavor as much as it just gives you like more volume and it just makes it not as harsh. Yeah, exactly. It gives it more drinkability to it. Mm-hmm. That's why we water down the show so much. So it's more <laughs> digestible for the audience. Because it's so dank. Because we're so could. dank. <laughs> And uh, can handle it, yeah. <laughs> so, we're all drinking some, we're drinking beers, and we moved on the scotch just now. But let's also go ahead and dive into a little bit of uh, some story time, yeah, today, all right? So, this is witty banter. All right, Hunter, you have been just aching. To tell us about this. Yeah, for you've been building this up for like four weeks. Dude. Easily weeks now. What was he said? He was like, you guys, con- like you always get to host. I want to bring the best segment we've ever had. On yeah, I want to revolutionize the show. Is I'm what sick of listening to you dickheads. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's time for me to have my shine. No, so. I'm in, you know, I wanted to talk about something that is in the realm of future which is normal, but where I didn't, my boners are, I didn't where my boners are, <laughs> but I didn't want to talk at you as much because listening back, I feel like I just talk at you because about that stuff sometimes. It's okay. And I want to open up more of a dialogue to see kind of where you guys are. Um, and so there's a number of sort of like, uh, I guess, futuristic, um, bodily augmentations yeah. that are, in the works right now and are becoming very viable very soon. Cybernetics. Cyber. Let's improve ourselves. <laughs> and I'm just curious to see that if I drop a little knowledge on you guys, or not drop knowledge, if I drop <laughs> these on you guys, you'll have heard of most of them. Just hearing what your takebacks are as far as what I'm not going to be willing to do, what I'm totally willing to do, I just want to see where we stand. The, 2017, November 8th, which is when Donald Trump got elected, by the way. <laughs> One year yeah, today. It's been a year. And it's yeah. kind of hard to believe, man. I'm thinking back to like that night, and it's like, I can't believe it's already been a fucking year since yeah. then, man. I remember having yeah, the conversation with you guys before the show. <laughs> it's a been absurd, a wild man. ride so far. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, Holy moly. So let's blow off the top with a Dankosaurus. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna, to... Uh, we're going to see which one of these y'all either be willing to invest in or take part in in your future. Okay. All right. Let's so the first thing. one, everybody knows about this, but imagine that a super sleek, fairly affordable exoskeleton comes into play on the market. Okay. Could you guys ever imagine yourself buying an exoskeleton? What for? Like, what is the, what does this exoskeleton do? And how does it wear? Like, is it like an exoskeleton like you would see in, like, um, the movie where Tom Cruise dies over and over again? Let's say that it's not as sophisticated and as all-out crazy as Iron Man. Okay. But it could help you run faster. It could help you jump higher. It could help you lift weights easier. But... 
It could protect you. <laughs> but wouldn't that defeat the... like? So all those things are like, if I'm running or I'm lifting weights, I'm training my body because I want my body to be... Well, maybe well, you're yeah. just doing physical work or you want to do something True. that you couldn't do with your If I wanted to like move a couch by myself. I moved recently. Yeah, maybe moving. two people. Maybe moving would, would be tight way easier with an exoskeleton. If I could just rent exoskeleton. I could see it on like a rental basis. I can yeah. imagine why I, I would I feel like one. I... I'm driving with rentals because jumping higher sure as shit sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> so if I could go into some sort of like obstacle course where they're like 400 bucks for three hours, yeah. you're going to romp around like crazy around jumping here. Over not, if you all fall off of a two-story building, it's going to protect you, but go at it. That sounds fun. But yeah. I can't really see myself owning one. I don't, I don't see myself needing one. Like on like getting, yeah, what getting if you had an exoskeleton that also had a jetpack? Well, that's an entirely different problem. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot more about Very the jetpack on my exoskeleton. <laughs> and I got that free exoskeleton with my jetpack. I so think where are we I, at with this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think you're right. I, I think that I could totally see it on a rental basis. And I didn't even think about a lot of these on a rental basis, but that seems totally applicable. It's good yeah, stuff. Well, so yeah, so, we so what are, what's being business. offered right now? Like this is on the, the near horizon you're saying? I think in the next 10 to 20 years, exoskeletons will be very, they'll be a lot more affordable and they'll be a lot more commonplace, not only in like manual labor and workplaces, but yeah, like imagine movers, you know, like if you don't want to have a dude, yeah, yeah, construction, that's pretty good. People that work in like uh, retail that are like warehouse people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are just, you know, that was the easy one because I felt like I feel like we all want an exoskeleton. It's not a lot of sacrifice. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Hunter was really playing to the crowd that he thought was going to be all into the exoskeleton. I wanted to start off with one that seemed fairly easy. Okay. Okay, so the next one I actually had, y'all, I told y'all that you could look this up uh, via a TED Talks with uh, yeah. Garth Webb, um, yes. where he talks about a bionic eye lens. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying that this would... Um, you wouldn't have to take out your eyes, uh, you know, normal lens, but this would basically sit on top of or behind it um, and would enhance your vision sometimes two to three fold. Um, could you ever imagine yourself doing this if it was a vi- It's not, it's a non-invasive surgery. Like this is such a weird one. Not a weird one because I'm pretty deaf. Like <laughs> I'm pretty definitely. <laughs> I... When I first hear it, okay, <laughs> I definitely maybe. want it, right? Yeah. I would want that. That sounds fucking awesome. I don't see any downside of that. And I remember you and I pitched that and we talked back and forth before mm-hmm. at a different time about like, because there doesn't seem to be any traditional downside to putting a fucking like lens in your eye that you can then use that's like not invasive in any other way other than to like accent your like vision and make sure it's perfect. Yeah. So why would you not do that? Right. What about so, you, Chase? I think it's a definite yes because there's already like you can already get this surgery. Um, it's it's like an alternative to LASIK essentially, but people already will cut open the um, like the outer part of your eye and they'll put uh, contact lenses in there and then seal it back up and let it heal. That's already like a procedure that's going on. We're just wow. using lenses that we can create the best to the best of our ability. It sounds like to me this would just be like an ultra lens, and the surgery isn't scary to me at all. I mean that's that's an easy yes for me. Awesome. Yeah, I think I would do it too. I mean, they basically said that you, that like a normal person could have better than 2010 vision, which is like, you know, see all the new colors and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's a different thing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So a new one or another one is nootropics and or other cognitive enhancements. So nootropics are like drugs that could be like limitless necessarily. Like that would be like basically Adderall, but let's make it more futuristic and less drawbacks. Um, So you could improve your thinking capacity, your focus, um, your drive, all these sorts of things. And then like other cognitive enhancements, um, Neuralink is kind of a thing that has been talked about a good bit. It's uh, what Elon Musk calls a tertiary digital layer to your brain. Um, that's really intense and it's pretty far off, but I think brain machine interfaces are going to be starting to make an entire industry about it. Yeah, so. what is, can, we, can, we, can we cut this in half? Can yep. we talk about neotropics first and yep. then this part of the second? Cause, so with neotropics... So it's a drug, right? You, you would take a pill, mm-hmm. and in a fantasy world where this exists, it would just increase your brain function for a given amount of time. It see that it kind of freaks me out because I don't like the idea of being dependent on something. But I feel like if I took it and saw like a noticeable difference where my efficiency and everything that I did went up, I was able to retain information, I just became a smarter person. It would be very hard to not continue to take that. But yep. at the same time, like, I don't know necessarily if we should look down at not maybe not being dependent on it, but using it every day when like I take vitamins every day because I think it makes me healthier, makes me better. And Touché. like, I don't bat, bat an eye at that, really. Um, so it sounds like it's something that I would be more receptive to, but it just does freak me out in the sense that like okay what if what if i can't get a hand like I, I can't get i can't get a hand on it anymore and next thing you know my world falls apart because i can't operate at the same efficiency that i was at you know yeah no that's exactly what i was thinking of too when we brought it up is the idea that vitamins are literally just things that add different like chemical compounds to your body that make you feel better focus, better and everything, Mm -hmm. just not to the extreme degree that this thing is. And I think that when you think of something that like increases your brain power this much, you think of something that's like synthetic and artificial or something that's like not supposed to be in your body. But we found out if we like did it, then it would, you know, make you focus perfectly. So I think I'm kind of in the same mind as Chase. I mean, you don't want to be dependent on anything. I think a big like thing to look at would be how much of a drawback it would be when you weren't on it. What afterwards. if it was considered as commonplace as coffee is today? Even coffee though, I feel like I have a like terrible dependency towards, and I hate that I'm so addicted to coffee. Like today, man, I like today midday, I didn't have coffee and I was like feeling horrible. And I felt like literally terrible. I had a terrible headache. I felt. But do you awful. really think that that is because? you normally take coffee and on this day you didn't have coffee or do you think you would just normally feel that way? No, I don't think I would. coffee would just make you feel better. I 100% feel that it's because I'm used to using coffee now, used to using the energy provided to me by coffee now that I don't have because I'm not, I haven't built my body up in a way that got it ready for this situation. Okay. It is scary. Then what about brain machine interfaces? Yes. So can terrible. you give us a little more like information on, on sort of how those work? So a brain machine interface, there's all sorts of, um, I guess, attempts at it right now. Let's say like, you know, something that's already usable are they have people that you can put on the little electrode mask around your, your dome 
and you can take a drink with, it would be an exoskeleton, to be attached to an exoskeleton, and using the movements that you would normally send to tell your right arm to pick something up and move it, you can use that exoskeleton that it's attached to to pick up a drink and move it towards your face. Or you can move a cursor on the screen. Um, right. So... Uh, and that and that's basically like the least invasive, but it's also the least precise. Um, so could you imagine yourself having, I mean, I know Chase, like when we talked about how, you know, you grow up and you think about having like this ideal kick-ass house where you just think about stuff and it happens, but now it's like more of a drawback now. Could you imagine yourself having that with anything where, you know, um, even something very specific, maybe you just think it and it happens. Um. I mean, a, 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 an analog to this that I, I think is a, a f- like a big jump, but uh, I think it's somewhat similar. Is I liked being able to come home when I had an Xbox One and say Xbox on and turn that shit on. I remember you did like it. <laughs> fucking nice. All right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, like. Here's where I here's where I'm at with with like any sort of brain interface, right? Is one that is going to be what I am probably the most skeptical skeptical towards. Period. Like, I think you should be. Yeah. I I need to see the fucking research. I need to see this thing working in action. And if this became some sort of like door inside of my mind, or could like fucking kill me, or allow people to take motor control of me or any way like that's what scares me the most is people like monitoring my brain or in some way taking control of it i would yep. be so guarded towards those things that it would be very that'd probably be the thing i would come around on like last and yep. right now i can't think of a situation where i would need instant feedback you know eliminating any sort of just intermediate steps because it's in my brain. I don't know what the uses for that are yet. Um, and unless, you know, there's some good examples in there, then like, no, I mean, right now I'm at the point where it's like the only thing I, I can't, I really can't think of a situation where I would want to put something in my brain. Like I can't think of what it would give me that would make me say yes yet. Yeah, I agree. There's no way I would do that. At least not until like there was formidable evidence that proved that it was almost flawless because mm-hmm. like chase said i mean like just <laughs> it sounds crazy but to have my brain hacked yeah i mean shit dude like the biggest companies in the world have gotten hacked before yeah. why the fuck would you not be at? i mean that's a prime <laughs> suspect that's yeah. the person like oh shit fucking <laughs> hack that dude he does all the crimes for us yep right and that's absolutely what i would think and i don't see a whole lot of benefit to cutting out so much of that like tertiary time between my brain and my nerves going yeah. into my arms. Like what is, what is the super huge benefit of that? I would have to see some really practical, really, really practical like um, examples of what that would do. Cool. Also, I just straight up don't fucking understand how you can be so precise as to like, like you, like you said, like uh, you would send the neurons from your brain into your arm like you were lifting your arm and then this exoskeleton or whatever would lift it for you. Mm-hmm. Is that without lifting your arm? Cause then like there are people without limbs that can do that. Yeah. That would make, see, that would be like a perfect example of who that was for. Right. That was like a perfect prime example of like having somebody have a synthetic arm that was like almost like completely in tone with exactly how their brain worked and functioned like an exact arm. I think that would be the purpose of it. Well, and, and most brain machine interfaces. And in fact, most of the things that we're mentioning right now are, 
going to first be to fix and to address disabilities and um, people that uh, have you know handicaps and you know difficult life shit that's going on. So that those yes. are going to be the first thing, but it will soon move into consumer based shit. You know, yeah. like after that proof of concept comes about, yeah, there's going to be a lot more interest in it. Um, I will just say that I think of all the things in the future that you should, of anything that you should be protectant of, it is your brain. Um, so I also would be last on the bandwagon as far as, not last, but I would be um, the most guarded about my brain and having anything interact with it in a um, intimate way, anything that's directly on top of it or something that's directly controlling it or using impulses inward and outward of it. Um, that being said, there is an incredible wait, but why article on, um, Elon Musk's Neuralink venture that talks about not only why Elon Musk is doing it and also just the incredible depth of the brain. Um, it goes into a lot of detail on that, but talks about how, um, you know, there is a real case for if you were able to make a brain machine interface that was hot, what uh, Elon Musk terms high bandwidth, where you're interacting with a, a large amount of neurons in a precise way, um, then you would be able to, and it was connected to the cloud, you could do stuff like instead of you know, grabbing my phone and typing up a question on Google, I could just think it and it would pop up in my head. Or... I could <clears throat> interact with somebody in a way that went actually beyond um, words. If I wanted to express a sentiment to somebody or an emotion, they could actually feel and interpret what I'm thinking and feeling. Um, again, I think those are like super long way off, but there are some pretty crazy practical applications that could come about having a brain machine interface that was that high bandwidth. But... Yeah. Well, that seems pretty, like, almost scary from the idea to where you think about what makes us human and what, like, are these, these different facets and things that we use to interact with each other and then eliminating them and creating this perfect, like, synonymous feeling of this, like, sentient... It'd be, like, and, telepathic, yeah. ...and transcendental feeling of just, like, only on a spiritual plane, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, we literally only use... Like, we use English or spoken words to communicate... Mm -hmm. But that's always going to be something that's nowhere near exactly what we're like trying to communicate and feel. So when you eliminate that completely, I think that's kind of just this whole. It excites me a little bit. I mean, I've been I've been speaking with Darren recently about like having thoughts that you can't express in words and how that, that how that works, you know, in your brain. And well, I mean, when you bring up that example, Hunter, that you could like really communicate to somebody in a wordless way that the two understood. That sounds fucking awesome, to be completely honest. To me, um, I just in a it sounds very utopian and idealistic, and and in that um, and in that light, it sounds great. I would still be very worried about how that communication is controlled and, and things like that. Yep. You know, um, yep. so. But we're worried about side effects. You're not necessarily worried about the implementation of using that. I think if, to if, if yeah. like a, a mass quantity of people had that, I think it would fundamentally change like human society. Like well, it would be a turning point if in history, right? Yeah. yeah, there'd be a new level of intimacy and understanding amongst people that would probably plummet uh, violence and plummet, you know, like 
the need to go into war and stuff, or maybe you would just, maybe you would just help. I think it would just help people understand each other better and hopefully would reduce the the ridiculous chasm of bipolarity between, you know, that we find ourselves in wildly today. It would like, also just revolutionize the way, like, not just between people, but the way that you learned things. Yeah. And what would end up happening is that you wouldn't really need to learn things anymore. And mm-hmm. then what is life experience? Yeah. So and then what would you do? Like, what would we literally do all day if you didn't have to learn anything? I literally didn't even have to learn how to sympathize with people or yeah. how to empathize rather I think you would just experience things and you could uh, spend a lot more time in your creativity. Um, but and everyone would be honest. And there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, again, like you could go matrix style and you could download different languages and uh oh, yeah we talked about that too as well you know download fucking kung fu and shit if you had a brain machine interface does it mean less to you yeah if you downloaded kung fu rather than learned kung fu what do you does think it mean less like yeah, you found out that last night i downloaded is kung it fu. better to learn through hard work kung fu or do, Does that mean the same thing? It depends on how much you tending. value learning things. It depends on how much you value the process. Well, do you value the process over what you're learning? <laughs> Are you asking me personally? Yeah, I'm asking you sure, personally. Yeah. I do like the process. I think it adds a great deal to the accomplishment. Um, so I think I would answer, like for me, it wouldn't mean as much. Like So much of, of basking in what you've accomplished is knowing where you came from to get there. And usually that accomplishment lasts only so long until you're ready to endeavor for the next thing. But that's but, just me. But that makes but that makes me think that it's totally possible for there to be this sort of um, it's almost antique for you to be like, oh, I learned that without downloading it, or I learned that on my own. And then people I mean, are like, people oh, already nice do that throwback. Now. That seems arbitrary, though. Yeah, because you are literally taking time out of your life. To not be like to not be as intelligent or not be as like smart or as happy well, as I think you, you were, were when you knew. You well, we're it. talking about kung fu at first. Now, I mean, yeah, well, you what, guys like, got me on kung fu. Hold on, hold on, hold well, on. Let's say, let's say, like something that we really like, right? Like, right, piano, piano. For me, I think it would be cool to have the difference in you and I can both play the same songs, but I would tell you. I sat down and picked out this without, like, I wanted to experience learning it. And yeah, it might be arbitrary in the fact that we can both play the song, but to say, like, that gives you an extra sentiment that, like, oh, this is really important to me that I know this, as opposed to just the fact that I know it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's about that sentiment, right? Like, as I think you have to, you have to really make an effort to recognize like the being present in the process is an experience in and of itself. Yeah. And you are saying, I like that experience. That's perfectly okay. I think and like, a- I think if everybody could learn piano, it probably wouldn't be impressive to see people play Bach. What would be impressive is for people to now write new songs that we've never heard before. Which I think is cool because that just, it means that you're moving forward more than anything. Yeah. You're creating things faster than ever. Yeah. And you are progressing and providing new experiences because now we can download old experiences instantly. Mm-hmm. But I do agree. Like there's definitely the sentiment and the romanticism of like, I've spent hours and hours of hard work at the, mm-hmm. uh, doing these things. Right. But at the end of the day, 
does that really mean anything to anybody else other than you? And even Probably not. Why does it, it does, need to? But it doesn't need to. That's true. I, mean, I guess it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, I guess I meant like, so then when you scope out from the human, like the human experience and like the whole entire world and progressing the world, right? then that's where it would be the most important. But, but, this, but this is what I was about to say earlier. This already happens. Like we have these incredible calculators, these TI-84s that do everything for us. And then there's people in the 80s who are our professors now who are like, dude, we fucking did all this shit on paper. Yeah. Dude, you don't know you don't know how easy you have it or even in game development like we have so many tools now that just do shit for us and the fucking people from the 90s are like we were building this shit by hand and on yeah, paper man. you know like people it, used to it, code in there people yeah. used to code in machine language and i tried that for like a day and was like this is fucking <laughs> impossible and like you know i get and i do agree but then at the same time i look at that and i think like i respect that but i respect that because you were from a different time like and i wouldn't all you had like, and like you if somebody came up to me now i was like dude i spent like two years learning how to code perfectly in like machine language i'd <laughs> be, be like, like dude why like you know and not even like <laughs> dude, but i guess if it gave you happiness that's cool but like objectively why yeah like well ob- no no that's exact but that's exactly it like if they're doing it because the sake of doing it is fulfilling to them, that's fine. Like, there's people who spend 20 years of their life trimming little bonsai trees. It's totally yeah, okay. Painting yeah. little that's figures. Any point, yeah. that's but they do it anyway, point. you know? Yeah. That's like, yeah. yeah. But we got winded on, long winded on that one. Whoopsie. Sorry. There's like three more I was going to bring up. Oh. <laughs> uh, one is a mix between a genetic, uh, genetic mutation, I guess, and, you know, CRISPR doing, you could either choose to do designer babies or you could try and use CRISPR on yourself and maybe take out a gene that you don't want or um and it wouldn't be right away but i think over time you know it would develop in such a way that maybe you could make yourself uh, gain muscle quicker or your metabolism was higher or those sorts of things could you imagine yourself doing those sorts of things um i feel like i am pretty genetically where you want to be (laughs) yeah well for real like i just i feel like i'm very fortunate genetically i'm very like i'm I'm, I'm, yeah hashtag blessed (laughs) like i'm tall and i like burn fat really fast and like there's a lot of things to where like me personally i don't know so the idea of doing that like i think is totally cool like Mm -hmm. i mean it's you know it's it's, i would love for my metabolism to be just 25 percent fucking kick it up a little bit yeah and i think that'd be totally fair because like absolutely dude join (laughs) us over here it's great we eat whatever we want and it just falls off you're a dick i mean i'm just saying like for like i just i really do yeah but there's other genes that are like okay we're gonna fucking cut away this gene you're not gonna be as angry of a person anymore or you're not gonna you know like you're gonna taste better because this gene is gone. Like, yeah, there's there's stuff where we can think of cosmetic examples, but there might be things that could actually fix maybe personality disorders that we have and didn't even know that we had yeah. and make us better that way. I'm, I'd be down, uh, be down to look at the gambit of what is offered and, and, and do but it. But, Dan, what's a personality disorder, and then what's your personality? Like, a personality mm-hmm. disorder, of course, you can definitely fix yeah, that. Yeah, it's, like, it's like another thing where, like, if you consider... It, I, I'm still on the fence as to thinking that this is like a genetic and actual disease. Yeah. But like so many people that have alcoholism, like def- are, they are defined by the fact they, they help. It helps them get through that by defining themselves as alcoholics. So if you take, if you were to just take that away from them, it's almost like you're taking away part of who they consider themselves to be it's their personality. Yeah. It, it is, yeah, it's molded into their personality. But I don't think any alcoholic would say, if you took the alcoholic part out of me, 
damn, I missed that. You know, I th- I've heard people say almost that exactly. Not that they miss it, but that's but like they're missing it because they are still an alcoholic, but are not doing or not not doing alcohol, not drinking <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. And so. Yeah. I but don't if know. like you're like a mad, generally a mad person, and then somebody took that out of you, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Sounds weird. Sorry, go on. I feel like we've been hungry. Um, anti-aging therapies. Yeah, do that, dude. That's cool. Cell rejuvenation, stem cell therapy. You'd be willing to? Yeah, of course. I think in I think in it happens 15, 20 years. I think in 15, 20 years, we're going to have some pretty crazy tech around this. That's stuff. perfect. I'll be in my mid-30s. We'll be like 40s, yeah. 40, yeah. That's cool. That Sign should be pretty up, okay. Yeah. I mean, fucking what? Uh, Keanu Reeves was 50 when he did John Wick? That sounds perfect for me. <laughs> Sounds right where I want to be. <laughs> uh, two more that are also kind of similar. One is a respirocyte. And if you look this up on Wikipedia, it is a theoretical artificial red blood cell that can be designed designed to store and transport 236 times more oxygen than a natural red blood cell and could release it in a more controlled manner. Manner. Ray Kurzweil hypothesized that such a machine would allow an adult human to sprint at top speed for 15 minutes or hold his breath underwater for four hours. That's what I'm talking about. Here we go. Give me that underwater shit, dude. That'd be fucking <laughs> sick. It would be pretty dope. That's like one of my favorite things. And the reason why it's one of my favorite things is because it's under the umbrella of nanobots. Yes. Um... <laughs> I was going to ask if you could have a little robot that is at the molecular size that could go in, check your vitals, kill free radicals, clear out your arteries, and improve general well-being. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, that just reminds me of the, um, there was like the machine in the movie Elysium, which is like constantly checked to see if you were had anything wrong with you at any point, mm-hmm. which I think would just eliminate a lot of disease because so much about disease is like being as preemptive as possible. Right. So... 100% fucking do that. Have something constantly monitoring my system to make sure I'm not going to fucking die of cancer. But or it would, it would, it would it, you'd have to say it, weird, it would weird you out to know that you have a little a machine going around your body. But I kind of means... I would be more weirded out by the brain. If it's smaller than a blood cell, like, yeah. could you really be that freaked out about it? I feel it? like I wouldn't really feel it. <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't had nanobots inside of me. To my knowledge, I have not had nanobots inside yeah, of me. Yeah, I know. We wouldn't even know if Fucking have them in there right now. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure the government wants to know what's going on in my life. <laughs> what are your thoughts on nanobots, Chase? Yeah, all the stuff that just promotes better health and better well-being and longer life, all that. I'm I sign me up. I think we've only really heard of one thing in particular that would be like humanity altering, and that's when I really start to slow down and try to think about what the impacts would be. Um, awesome. So that all sounds good, man. Cool. Yeah, we're down. Well, uh, down for the future. Man. <laughs> I'm glad y'all entertained the idea. If if you're interested more, I'm glad that I piqued a little bit of interest. Um, go to Wait But Why. Type in the Neural Link article that he wrote. It's like literally forty thousand words, so it is very in depth and it's juicy. It gives you the good and the bad about. Um, did you read the whole thing, Hunter? Yeah, I did. I was nice. I was on a plane ride from California to to Houston, so I had some time. Just burned it. That's a fucking shit. That's a novel. Yeah, it was. It took. <laughs> it took a few chapters. Five hours. Yeah. yeah, it Jesus. took a long time. There you go. But uh, but no, it's super. It's super interesting, and I think, you know, <laughs> Elon's afraid of AI, and that's what is causing. That makes me afraid of AI. If yeah. Elon's afraid of it, then I'm afraid of it. Yeah, 
He thinks uh, he thinks it's going to be something to reckon with, and that's why he's going after it. Why is he? He's afraid of AI, so he wants to augment humans as fast as possible. Is that the idea? Is I that guess the idea? Not to keep get, us keep us on par, keep yeah, us on level. I'll, I'll leave it with this: that Uh-oh. Elon thinks that in the history of the world, whatever is the smartest species on the Earth, everything else under it suffers. So if we were to create something that was smarter than ourselves and that could think in ways that we could never even possibly imagine, then we either need to try to implement some of that um, progression into our own thinking, into the own way that we view the world and you know, progress ourselves, or we need, to, um, we need to have some sort of system that allows us to interact with it in a way that's doesn't make it an us versus them kind of thing. If we create AI that is solely dedicated to improving human life, then the odds are better than having all AI be completely separate from humanity and um, possibly rising up in an instant and taking yeah. us out. Literally in an instant. Yeah. Killing everybody all at once <laughs> yeah. all across the world because they're AI. Could be wild. Well, that's a lot of a uh, that's a lot of heavy shit. What else to chew on? Fucking yeah, it's a lot of chewy stuff, man. It's a gristly steak you just fed us, but <laughs> it's delicious though because it is a ribeye. Gristly steaks, I don't know. Yeah, it's actually that a lie. Gristly bad. steaks is the worst thing ever, but <laughs> still, still, it was a great conversation. Let's go ahead and let's dwell on this for a little while, and then let's come back halftime about the beer. And then like let's have some fun with a game or something. Okay. <laughs> If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Alright, we're back. I've thought about it a little bit. I thought about the future. Thought about it all. My brain is swelling. It hurts. It's hot. Let's go back to the here and the now. Let's chill now. Let's cool off with some drinks. Yeah. Tell me about (laughs) what you're drinking here. (laughs) Um so the off label brew series of Anna Night series. No Man. label brewery mojito lime final series. Um, it is very mojito lime. I'll say that it's minty and it is very limey. It's it's <laughs> it's two parts lime, one is that part the scientific mint. term. For I don't yeah. want to ever be called limey. Uh, <laughs> limey Chase. <laughs> He's, He's just got, got like a liminess about. Yeah, him. and like limes are great, <laughs> but when something is limey, oh. I think that y'all are getting it very mixed up with slimy. Yeah. It's that, there's something there. <laughs> it might be a little bit there. <laughs> and Lyme's disease. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, it's Definitely like, two things that I think is. about. Yeah, that's right. When I think about shit. <laughs> it is two parts lime, one part mint, zero parts beer. It is. I don't <laughs> taste any alcohol. <laughs> I don't taste any alcohol. It's 4.5% alcohol by volume. That's good, though. That's um, good. It speaks for the beer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you just gave this to me, I wouldn't think it was a beer. I would maybe think it was like a kombucha or something. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again? <laughs> kombucha? 
That's right. It's That's nice. right. It just sounded funny the way you said it. I, I want to boof and witch you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that was a Diddy Kong Racing throwback. But, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's <laughs> it's interesting. And I know that's a cop-out, but hey. it's it's the best describer I can put on it because it's very limey, and I usually fucking love lime. Yeah, I'm usually pretty down for lime. I could put lime on anything and be like, yes, that was an improvement. Lime is usually just an enhancer of sorts. <laughs> yeah. I it's a sentence enhancer. It's a sentence. It's a beer enhancer. But, um, I don't know. What y'all got? So, I mean, this beer is actually really good. I get it. I get the I get the hubbub. It's definitely dank. Um, it's an IPA, but it's got the drinkability of just a pale ale, just a, your standard everyday pale ale, <laughs> but a lot of character to it as well. I'm not really sure what else to say about the specifics to it. Um, I like it a lot. I bought it knowing that this was going to be the more well-known one of the series for the month. Okay. So it's definitely the familiar one. If you hadn't tried the Dankosaurus, I mean... I think At it's a good point, lead off. It's a good lead off for yeah. the for the theme because I think it can get danker. <laughs> we can get into some dark dank well, we territory, have, but we might have to venture off the beaten we'll path. To, yeah, exactly, <laughs> to get yeah. that dank trail. Walk into some woods here a little bit. <laughs> get a little palate cleanser first. That, dude. that dank Absolutely. berry. Yeah. <laughs> Take one last swig of the road dankness, and then <laughs> off into the wilderness. So, <laughs> absolutely, Chase. What are we what are we doing that scotch? The Glenmorangie Ten Year is pretty interesting, dude. It's just got a ton of body it's very malty and deep and rich and it's it's thick um and it's very warm when you first take like when you take your first sip and it first hits your palate like i don't know how to describe it man but i feel like there's a proper way at least for me to sip anything neat that's going to allow me to enjoy it and if i don't get that sip just right and it like splashes me in the back of the throat or something it's like ah you know like it fucking it hurts a little bit. I feel like if you get if you get the fucking sip wrong on this one, it'll bite you. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, no, it's just it's it's very rich, very malty. Um, it's got like notes of honey and almost like a sweet like um, apricot to it. Uh, it's enjoyable, dude. I like it. From my experience with Glen Morangi, uh, it's so my dad grew up and he always drank Belvini scotches, which had. A little bit of like a more peatiness to them, a little bit of smokier flavor, and like Glenmorangie always felt like the opposite of that. Yeah, in that realm, totally. It's like the a, the other side like of the that. spectrum. Hmm. So, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about here. Nice, squeaky clean. It is very squeaky clean. <laughs> All right, guys. So a lot of people have been asking us, "Hey, man, where's the games at? We haven't been playing any games. When are you all coming back? Guys? We took <laughs> we took yeah, we took a break. We took a break. We're getting a little burnt out, but you know what? The hunger has started. I can see you guys going at each other's throats. You are hungry for some competitive action, and uh, I'm here to provide that. No, I'm trying to are say like not? I was trying to think of how I could via podcast emote hunger, and all I could think of was like gurgle, gurgle <laughs> in my stomach. Oh, yeah. Gurgle for competition. I hope that you guys are uh, are ready for it. So I'm starting. Who's got a gurgle? Who's got a gurgle? <laughs> we got gurgles here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and fucking start this game before we ruin this any longer. All right. So I'm coming back with a soft classic, as I like to call it, because it's not really a classic yet. But I would like to make it one. Okay. Let's harden it up. This it's, is um. It's in the application process. Yeah, it is. We're processing it a little bit. Let's think about it for a bit. But this is going to be another game of up or down. Um, we only played this once before, I believe. So let me go ahead and re-explain the rules. Okay. I'm going to hit you guys. I'm going to ask you uh, for the scientific uh, fact 
factoid. I'm going to give you a fact. I'm going to give you the. I'm going to ask you for the numerical detail of the fact. Right? Okay. One of us is going to start us off. We're going to go from there. I'm just all I'm going to tell you is I'm going to say up or down, which mm-hmm. means that you're either too low or too high. Yeah. Right. And then we're going to weasel it all the way down to the exact number. All right. Okay. On the very last round of guesses, I'm not going to say up or down because we realized last time that that just made it to where the last person always won. <laughs> Made it very fun. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Yeah. How about when I nailed that fucking cat fact? (laughs) The cat fact. Chase. How about that? Chase is allergic to cats, but he knows a lot about them. (laughs) That's why. So yeah, it's probably yeah. He's prepared (laughs) for just in case. Uh, So let's see, Chase, if you know you know a lot about cats, but the fact is, do you know a lot about the Earth? Okay. So we'll start off. Twenty nine. We'll start off with you. (laughs) We'll start off with you, Chase. if you were to free fall from one pole of the earth to the other pole, <laughs> how many minutes would that be? Okay. Minutes, huh? Minutes. How long in minutes would that take for you to fall from one to pole to the other? Right we're going to each get five, by the way, because we're going to do three of these totals. So, 100,000, 88,000 minutes. Uh, l- lower. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say, because it's weird because we always think of, I guess we'll we'll assume a constant gravity pull, because mm-hmm. gravity is an acceleration, so I guess you're assuming that you're accelerating that whole time. Yeah. Um, but you can reach terminal velocity. That sounds like something that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, because we'll have a certain amount of air... Uh, we can't go any faster because of our air friction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say we'll say a thousand minutes. Lower. Okay. <laughs> Five thousand minutes. Wait, it's, it's lower. It's than already a lower than a thousand. <laughs> you got to go lower than. Oh, I meant five hundred. Five hundred. Five hundred minutes lower. Let's say thirty-five. There's no minutes. way that's true. Higher. What'd you say? 30? 35. You said 35 minutes, and I said higher than that. Is this the 250 last 250 minutes. No, you both get one more after this. So okay. lower. Lower than 250? 120 minutes. Lower. Which means this is the last round of guesses, right? No, yeah. no, no, no. You should three, right? We've both had three, yes. Yeah, okay. So then you each get five, so we'll do... Oh, we get more. five. Okay. Yeah. 80 minutes. Lower. 60 minutes. Lower. I'm not going to tell you which one it is on this last one, guys, because we're on our last questions. So. Okay. okay. Chase. 45 minutes. 46 minutes. <laughs> you jerk. But uh, <laughs> you know what? It didn't work out for you because no. it's actually going to be 42 minutes. <sighs> and Chase actually won that round. All right. Dude, I guess that's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, forty-two minutes free fall from pulse to pulse, or from pole to pole. Sources okay. from you, better explained. You accelerate nine point eight meters per second. That's that's the only physics fact I can still remember. Yeah, that's a that's well, a. Well, I was right about now. to try and think like, oh, the world's about twenty-five thousand um, miles around, then I could find the diameter, but I was like, it's not worth it. I can't. I'm not gonna be able to do this this fast. <laughs> All right, that means that uh, Hunter, you got to start us off on this one here, okay? Sure. This is gonna be kind of a big one. Okay. All right. When taking a poll, all right, we got British airline pilots. 
about what percentage of British airline pilots confessed to falling asleep during their flights. <laughs> uh, 72%. You think 72% of pilots <laughs> have... have uh, it sounds like it could be a ridiculous... Well, I mean, it's lower, but okay. still. 48%. Lower. 25%. Higher. 33%. Higher. <laughs> Despite how confidently you said that. 37%. <laughs> Higher. What did you say, Hunter? 37%. 42%. Higher. So is this my last one? No, you still got another round. We're on four. So you said 42? It's higher uh -huh. than 42. 44%. Lower. 43%. Jeez, <laughs> oh, got it, man. Yes. You know, we're still going to do this last one, though, for fun. All right, guys. It's cool. We're going to get back into this. <laughs> it's all right. All right. All right, Chase, you're going to start us off here. God damn it. <laughs> <Andrew is> very <laughs> mad. He's very mad. That's okay. It's okay. You know, it's all right. We're back in the game. We're getting into the swing of, swing of games. This is a soft game. You know, it's okay. Good job, Chase. Um, <laughs> you did. Because you can. All right, so, Chase, the highest speed ever achieved on a bicycle was achieved by a Dutch cyclist named Fred Rompelberg. How fast Fred did he Rompelberg. go in miles per hour? Does it give a year when this was done? Uh, it does not. Fastest speeds on a bicycle, let's say 62. Is this in miles per hour? Yeah, miles per hour. 62 miles per hour. Higher. See, I'm thinking that he's going downhill and yeah, it's super fucking, fucking hauling. This is the ass. fastest anybody's ever gone on a bike. Yeah. I'm all right, all right. All right. <laughs> and I had the first guess. It's a bicycle, right? It's not a motorcycle. It's a bicycle, okay. it's not a motorcycle. I'm going to say 115 miles an hour. Higher. Wow. 180 miles per hour. Lower. 130 miles an hour. Higher. This guy's hauling ass. He's a fucking cyclist, dude. He just wants to win. 152 miles per hour. Higher. Oh my god. 160 miles an hour. Higher. 170 miles per hour. Lower. So we know our bounds. <laughs> Pucker up, dude. You get one more in here. So I get one more. You get one more for me to tell you which God, direction. Man, I really need to one. up the strategy right now. <laughs> 162 miles an hour. Higher. So we each get one more guess. We know it's between 162 and 170. Right? I think that's the parameters. Mm -hmm. 166 miles per hour. You're going to go 167. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hunter barely takes it. Yeah. It was literally 166.94. I would have rounded <laughs> up, but yeah, it was close. Yeah. I would have taken it long, so. That's still pretty good, all right? So it's still close games. We're still staying competitive on the scene here. GG's, guys. <sighs> Fucking Great games. Hey, that game was fun. That was fun. I'm glad we're that back into the good. game. We should have gone with five, man. Yeah, I know. I didn't realize how short that would be, of course. <laughs> but like I said, we've been out of the game loop for a while. Yeah, Wasn't that one's prepared. fun. That's a good one. Cleanser. Maybe we'll get that one back around more into the swing of things next time. But for now, let's go on over to uh, whose mail corner is it today, Chase? I'm not going to give it to either one of them. It's a mail Because they're over there slinging fists 
trying to get on top of the mountain, but we have a question from someone whose name we don't see very often. That's Mandy Elkins today. Ooh, Mandy. The pretty lady that hangs on this handsome lug's arm. She's funny. <laughs> she's cool. And now she's emailing the show. She's funny. She's cool. And she emails the show. Nice. What is a name that you can never name your child? Uh, let's let's keep the bounds, right? Let's make it something that is a believable name. Yeah, no, like there's a, a billion things that I would never name a child. Yeah, um, wouldn't name socket him. wrench. Yeah, <laughs> asshole, douche. Uh, <laughs> um, let's make Com-quat. it common and or somewhat, you know. What it really comes down to is what fucking names. What do names you irk fucking you? Hate what names irk you? I'm gonna throw mine out there because okay. kind of it's kind of a generalization a little bit, but I hate it when names are spelled with like very obnoxious spelling, unnecessary, spelling. unnecessary, yeah. obnoxious. I think spelling. most people do. Drives me up a wall. Yeah. Right. Like so. Haley is H A I E L E I G H. Oh, that's a, I'm, I'm getting so mad. <laughs> I'm throwing up in my that. mouth. I'm fucking yeah. It's terrible. Oh my gosh. Amy A I M E E. Like no 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 no. We don't do that here. What about you guys? How about like a Gertrude? I think like a baby Gertrude though is hilarious. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've noticed that because that's coming back around, right? Like old people names for babies. Yeah. Maybe in the future it won't work out, but I've met like a baby Gus. <laughs> I've met a fucking. Oh. I like Gus. Yeah, Gus, Gus is an awful name, dude. Gus is an awful name? What? I don't like Gus. I don't like Guy either. I've met a guy. Guy is a bad name. I don't like the name Guy. Either. I'm not against it, I guess. Keith. I, I just think, yeah, not I think it's Keith funny Keith just fan. to think of. Yeah, I, I think it's funny of thinking of names. That like make me think of like a job position, like Jeeves. <laughs> or, or, you met somebody named Jeeves, you wouldn't be just like a little interested in who they are. I would be interested, <laughs> but I wouldn't name my kid Jeeves or Chive or Chive, Clive, Clive, Clive. I, Clive? I mean, Clive's Clive? okay. Clive's all right. Clive Dorsey, like, groovy dude. Clive Dorsey. Well, you're just thinking like Clive Winston, cool guys. Come on. Yeah, he's thinking. awesome. He practiced guitar for seven hours a day. That's what it said in his description. <laughs> um, I also probably wouldn't name my kid something like John. You know, like Gotta or keep yeah, right Jim. I think Jim's just bland. Yeah. William. Paul. Awful name. Yeah, William is a terrible name. Bill. <laughs> Bill. You don't like the name Bill? <laughs> Bill. Well, Bill is just short for William. Yeah. So then what would you name your kid? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, a good question. question. I don't want to be held to this later. Yeah. And it's like asking what's your like, favorite well, movie. Now. It's like, you well, said fuck, this I don't know. Drive. No, I'm joking. <laughs> not my favorite movie. Yeah, what I think. What about like Bertha? Bertha's a pretty bad one. Or like, yeah, or like Muriel. Beatrice. Betty. Miriam. Miriam. <laughs> Tristan. You like the name Tristan? You know I mean, Tristan? I don't love the name Tristan, but I don't hate it as much as I do some of these other names. I wouldn't name my little girl Betty. <laughs> Betty's, yeah, it seems a little cheap. Or Betsy. <laughs> Betsy's no. whack. I think I have a name for a girl that I would like. I think naming uh, a girl Aurora would be pretty. Be okay. I know what you guys think about Aurora. that. I like that name. Yeah. I like the name Laurel a lot. Yeah. And Laurel's a cool name. It makes me think of resting on my laurels, which gives me a bad, <laughs> bad taste. <laughs> bad taste in my mouth. Bad taste in your mouth. Well, um, don't come talk to my daughter. Then. Yeah, I don't know. I think I have to think about it. 
Yeah. I think I feel like names come and go that I like. So yeah. what about Todd? Todd's not a good name. Do you Todd's like a whack name? name. Yeah, right? Todd is a whack name. <laughs> what about Todd? Tater Todd. Tater Todd. Yeah, anything that Harry? a school bus can. Who names their kid fucking Harry? Really? Yeah, that's kind of bad. I mean, it's just so easy as a kid to be made fun of for being named Harry. Yeah. We literally had a kid in our middle school named Harry Mole. Yeah. Yeah, that's an asshole move. Like, Who the fuck you knows know that your to last their kid? name? You know your last name. I also wouldn't name my kid Dick. Like, I just wouldn't do it. Really? There was a guy that my dad knew in school, and his name was Dick Wimp. Well, Dick Wimp? <laughs> I mean, are you serious? You knew what last name you had going into this, and you were like, what if we just totally fucked this kid's life up? <laughs> yeah. What if we just completely ruined it? I mean, Dick you don't name Wimp. your kid Dick, you name him Richard, but he goes by Dick. He still went by Dick, and I'm yeah. sure he knew that going into school. I'm sure he didn't decide that. Maybe he thought he could up, like, offset the wimp. Yeah. By being I mean, I honestly think Dick. Donald is a pretty horrible name. It's a terrible name. But Don is kind of a cool name. Don's all right. I think, like... Donnie? I think Donnie could Donnie's be like a better. Cool Donnie's okay. A girl named Dawn, like D-A-W-N, is okay, in my opinion, what, too. What, like the soap? Come on, dude. Or like the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> like the sun. Like the sun. The morning. Uh, okay. Well, like I'm, I think I'm, yeah, I'm I think fresh I'm, out of yeah. ideas. I'm enough shitting on people who will probably stop listening to the podcast because we mentioned their name yeah. by accident. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, Mandy, thanks for the question. Um, let's go ahead and put a pin in it there. We're, we're building up some, some back-end ammo between Dunter and Dooney that we can get to uh, at a different time. But, you know, we've, we've got a good bit on this episode, so we'll round it out. That works. Good let's stuff. Go it did uh, take us an hour to start this fucking thing. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Jesus. Um, any last words to say about our beverages? Um, I think that the Mojito Lime is is a good novelty beer. Um, I think that, yeah, it's like a specialty kind of thing. It's something that I would like if a, I would recommend to maybe a girl that wanted to try like a different kind of beer or something. <laughs> so it's um, a girl beer. No, like a, like a girl that didn't drink you beer. Very fucking often. sexist. Yeah, dude. Ugh. What, did you watch Blade Runner recently it just, or something? It just has a little more, you know, fruitiness. I feel you. Um. Accessibility. It's not, it. it's not my style, but like that being said, I don't hate it. It's just like. When I think of beer, I don't really think of like robust lime, and I don't think of mint. So, having those two things in a beer are just kind of a little Not set, for you. set me off guard. I yeah. understand that. I understand that. Uh, my beer is also it's really good, uh, but it's very accessible. You know, anybody mm -hmm. can drink this beer. It's cool. Which, when you have something with high accessibility, you usually end up having more watered down traits to it yeah you know there is character to the beer and it's pretty good but there's definitely room to grow as i explore more into the month mm -hmm. and explore more into the dankness but that being said still the dankest source pretty tight i'll go check it out nice. if you haven't already nice and what dank. about you chess all right so the glen Morangi is very good um it's it's easy to drink the body is robust and the flavors are rich, but there's still somehow a thinness. Like it, it feels lighter than the last scotch that I drank. Like not in the like in the body, it's robust, but I think like in the flavor profile, it's a little thinner. Like most of the experience of drinking it to me 
is in just the um, the thickness of the of the liquid, I guess, and and just how malty and deep those kind of traits are, where <clears throat> everything else isn't as rich, um, maybe not rich, but as complex, I would say. And uh, it's a lot it's it's a lot warmer than the last one, which is fine. I don't really like hot um, spirits. Like I don't like like rye whiskey is hard for me to drink. Um, but yeah, no, this was this was great, man. Like I, I really think that I'm going to like basically almost everything that I have on here. It'll probably be more about finding the ones that I don't like. But um, hopefully, I could just give some 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 profiling on it. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good stuff. Well, gentlemen, another episode in the bag. I think we're getting back into the swing of things here a little bit. Uh, if you want to find more of our episodes, you can always go to uh, wittybantershow.com. You know, if you got a gurgle in your in your tummy for some woody, yeah, exactly. If you're gurgling <laughs> out there on on Twitter, then we're squirgling. Yeah, you're squirgling, gurgling, any of that stuff. Go on down to to twitter.com. Maybe you've heard of it. Well, we have one. Uh, it's at Witty Banter Show. If you want to follow just me, because these two assholes annoy you, I understand. Totally get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow me at probably Max. If you want to follow Chase, because he has 280 characters on Twitter now. And he's real stoked about it. <laughs> Go ahead and follow him. Uh, without further only Jay's. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. Without further ado, gentlemen, thank you so much for for being on the on the show with me again today. Thank you. Let's go ahead and let's let's head on out of here. Bad <laughs> <laughs>